Alright, welcome back, Aloha Shifters, once again, this is Brendan, aka Wolfshield, aka Skull Babylon, welcoming you to another Paradigm Shift Central team roundtable today for October 4th, 2008, happy, I, I, we're pretty much on the new moon right now, so happy new moon for everyone, the uh, moon is actually in Cancer right now, so in case you can't tell, I'm actually pretty excited about that, being a Cancerian myself, shout out to all the Cancerians out there, so... For those of you who have been here before, welcome back. For those of you who may be new, welcome to what is something that could become a regular part of a routine for you. It could be something that you turn into something where you check out every now and then to be able to be a part of the story, to be able to get inspiration from these broadcasts that we put out. And so I'll give you a basic introduction in the next few moments, and I'll uh, also be introducing some of the other shifters who we have with us here tonight on the broadcast for tonight's roundtable so far. But at the same time, before we even get to that point, just inviting you guys to be able to join the broadcast, and you can do that by going to live.paradigmshiftcentral.com forward slash join hangout. I'm going to post that link into the YouTube info right now, and uh, that is for members only. And so if you haven't created a membership on the Paradigm Shift Central website, you can do that really Real quick because that's how you tune in for other future broadcasts but at the same time since we're just like rolling with it in the moment i'm also going to post a link right into the youtube live chat for the direct link for the google hangout for those of you who happen to be here early and right away and want to be able to jump in and uh, we'll get you situated you can create a profile afterwards so nonetheless we got something very excited planned for you tonight and basically the plan of that is just be able to practice having free flow conversation and discussion and so i'll give you uh like i said the basic introductions of what it is that we do here but before i do that let's hear some uh let's hear some noise from the fellow shifters here in the round table so give me one second team i'm gonna bring up you guys microphone let's uh let's do that let's make some noise let's send some love nothing too loud just you know nice and gentle <laughs> i think that was an accident <laughs> woo -woo. yo guys woo -woo. all right can you hear me yes loud and clear guys sounded good thank you so much for joining me we got patty we got brian and we got jared with us here at the round table and so again for those of you who may not be entirely familiar with what we're doing these round tables we've been doing them for quite a while going back to even 2011 2012 was when we first started them as just like a basic podcast through blog talk radio back in the day and since then we've been evolving them but the emphasis is really about being able to create sacred digital space for community to be able to send out a message to inspire people who are listening to this broadcast and <clears throat> I think you know even as we continue to move forward with these I think people are really uh, continuing to just like relishing the value of what it is that we are creating here a place that again you know people can come they can practice communicating they can be a part of some shared global collective momentum of what the bigger paradigm shift central project is about so I'll give you guys some basic run-throughs just like overviews for those who may not be too familiar plus some like just like general inspiration about how you can kick butt and be a cosmic badass where you are and help create paradigm shift community where you are because that's like that's such a key objective within this project that we're always going to be going back to in the midst of like everything that we're talking about you know we're always going to be reminding you guys that you can you can create paradigm shift communities where you are that you can take action where you are to be able to find the others and build the tribe it's one of the messages that we put out so beyond that what we're going to do we're just going to get into some like free flow discussion um i'm really just kind of like even going into this broadcast i was kind of running it as a bit of a test uh, because I didn't really like promote it super heavy. So for those of you who are like tuned in, <clears throat> for those of you who are tuned in in the moment, thank you so much. And, you know, part of 
the way how we get people in sync with what it is that we're creating here is just knowing that we have the regular routines of every Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, our meditations on Sundays at 9.30 as well. And uh, I know a lot of people listen to this in the future as well. So thank you again as well for, for all of you who are synced up to this in whatever format, in whatever timeline. And so just as like a quick overview, you know, like what it is that we are doing here, setting into that intention creating that space inviting you to like gather around like imagine we are like sitting on the floor somewhere in like a dojo or just like in a very comfortable place and get some uh maybe get some pillows under your butt if you need them and stuff like that or just imagine that we're at like a classic fire place and we have like a virtual fire in the middle of us what we're doing is that we're building a team and we're working towards shared objectives and those shared objectives about being able to inspire people, encourage them to take action, remind them of the potential within themselves in terms of really once you get to it is awakening to the fact that we are multidimensional beings by nature. And then within that, we're exploring that we're understanding it. We're asking questions about the metaphysical aspects of this reality where, you know, just like, constantly working on that self-exploration and we're supporting each other on that as a team and so through this project we are creating art we are creating media there's a bunch of us who are creating youtube videos and we'll be focusing a lot more on the community creation in terms of content and quest journals uh in the in the coming weeks in the coming months moving forward uh right now there's just been a lot of focus on a couple other things at once but again you know Within the big scope of this, and I'm just going to go over this real quick, and I want to be able to talk about the nature of the sun as a freaking like self-conscious entity like if you're sticking you're interested in sticking around for that. But again, you know, just real quick, I just want to be able to remind you guys that what I want to be able to do, I want to be able to show you this broadcast as also an example of just kind of how free flow discussion can work so that you can get some ideas of how to be able to practice having this with your paradigm shift communities. So for those of you who maybe tuned in on Instagram, like have recently got connected with me uh, in whatever format and shout out to Instagram because that's like where it's happening right now is basically there's this constant message and it's, it's about building the tribe and building community and really kind of being reminded that one person can create a portal and other people can kind of get connected through that. And so that's a very powerful thing. And so the paradigm shift community meetups, very simply put are open-minded discussion and meditation circles that anybody can host where they are. So there's paradigm shift communities all across the globe at this point. I'm in paradigm shift, London, Ontario, Canada. And we want to be able to encourage you knowing the fact that there is a team of us that you can do this where you are too. And there's people who've been involved with this project for quite some time. And even, you know, seeds are planted in many different ways and there are people who have been tuned in for like you know maybe like two or three years and now they're at the point where they're just like dude like i've been tuned in for a while i've been like digging your messages now i'm going like now i feel i am ready to start a paradigm shift community and i put up a post about this on instagram very simply put you know i had like eight steps to it step one is to like be inspired and know that it is possible and that is like understanding that the reality exists the one in which very much how we're sitting down talking digitally right now you can be doing this physically where you are there are people where you are who are interested in talking about metaphysics spirituality consciousness quantum sasquatch ufos lucid dreaming astral projection psychedelics all that kind of out there stuff right and you and i'm sure if you're tuned into this you're looking for them you want to find them you would find value in the joy it would bring into your life being connected with other like-minded people and that's a very soul connection. That's a very, like, very powerful thing to be able to honor that. And I think it's something that naturally it's what we all gravitate towards community. You know, we, we need community in, in such a powerful way. And so, again, you know, 
these open-minded discussion meditation circles, we do them here in London once a week and we invite people out and we have discussion and we practice talking about the things we don't normally get a chance to practice talking about. And it's really practice, really emphasis on the practice and the play. And that's where even tonight, it's just going to be like super casual. So like this broadcast will go for probably a couple hours, nothing longer than that. There'll be an after party afterwards if people want to stick around in the hangouts. But uh, again, even at this point, just inviting more people to please feel free to join in in, in if you're around and stuff like that, you know. So um, yeah, just kind of rolling into this, reminding you guys, you can create a paradigm shift community where you are. All you got to do is find a location, arrange your meetings, like talk to people there, arrange your meetings, and then just kind of promote it, do things like free hugs, connect with people, invite people one-to-one, and then repeat this through consistency. And then you're using social media, you're learning different tricks and tactics, but more so than that, you're building connection and you're building relationship and you're meeting people. But again, this is like one thing within many things that we all do within the game here. So in whatever way you're helping bring consciousness into this reality, it's honored and it is seen and wherever you are right now is exactly where you need to be. So if that's working on yourself, it's working on an individual project, you know, it's like feeling that next call where like, yeah, I want to go do free hugs. Like I want to connect with people. I want to invest in the effort that will build a paradigm shift community where I am over the course of like four five, six months, a year, a couple years, you know, and you're doing this as like a volunteer thing. And the fact that it's like a voluntary thing is really just kind of really aligning with the idea that like, this is, this is a, something you find purpose in it's something you can find identity in it's something that you can find drive through to know that the synchronicities reward they are the rewards in themselves the connections that you make with other people they are the rewards in themselves so within this project we talk about this as paradigm shift being a game you know being a real world interactive game to help shift consciousness and again the way how we gamify it is really by understanding that like the rewards through tactics and intentions is the experience and so that's why we have the things like the free shift buttons is because those are experience makers. Those are reality creators. And again, the team Patreon stuff, again, if you're looking on screen right now, you actually notice that we added some little widgets on screen. And I'm going to be refreshing that as we go throughout the broadcast. You'll see right now that we have underneath the banner on the right hand side, 113 people actively donating on Patreon with the total currently per month at 637 ish. And so I'm actually going to like refresh that as we go through this broadcast while inviting and encouraging people to sign up for the Patreon because that's one way to be able to help support the project. And that's with a monthly micro donation. And when you sign up for that, that's how we are getting people their shifter booster kits. A big thing within this project is making things accessible and affordable to people. That's why everything that we put out is free in, in all the content that we do. There's only very few things that we have like for different reasons and things such as like my three hour long psychedelic mushroom video which i keep offline for a reason right but people who don donate to patreon you guys can get that if you're interested it's like the only thing that we have secret and i do have some like video footage or i still have an edited video of like um that i filmed from a couple years ago of me like working with some other uh psychedelics particularly lsd so stay tuned for patreon supporters in the future because eventually i might release that i don't know probably in like five years no hopefully sooner so but nonetheless I just want to remind you guys that right now, a big focus within the project for myself within the, even the, this last week, but obviously even before that has been being able to create like the regular financial income for paradigm shift 
And a big focus on that is inviting people to the team Patreon and more so specifically, and don't worry, I'm not going to like bog you guys down with like the whole, like, like, I don't even know. Some people are very kind of against the idea of talking about money and stuff like that. Personally, I'm totally cool with it. And I think it's really important. And I want to be able to invite you guys to be able to support in a way that's like awesome and accessible and revolutionary that I think a lot of other communities can really kind of learn from how we're doing things here. But another thing I'll just mention to you guys real quick, and then we'll get into the free flow. I, like I said, I just want to be able to chill out with you guys and do that. But this is important. This is really key. And it's a powerful way to support the community. And long story short, in addition to the Patreon, which is an asking donation of 3 to $10, and that's where you get your Shifter Booster Kit, which comes with your Light Guardian Crystal and a bunch of Shift Buttons and Laminated Free Hug Signs. And there's a Light Guardian Crystal on screen there. So some people who haven't even seen the Light Guardian Crystal, they're just like, whoa, what? Like that thing's like next level. Like what? I've never seen anything like that before. So again, these are handmade by me and these come with your Shifter Booster Kit when you sign up to the Patreon. The other option that is super key that we don't have like an on-screen graphic for right now, but is the paradigm, the new paradigm shift monthly shifter booster kit subscription option. So it's a monthly shifter booster kit. So basically as simple as it sounds, the asking starting donation price, not even donation, it's a contribution. Like you're literally paying straight up for the kit each time, but it's $25 per month. And you can also like adjust it. You can make it higher. You can increase the amount of that you would get per package. And that's like a really, really powerful way where imagine what you would do if every month you were getting like, you know, like 25, 20 buttons at the beginning of each month. So every month you're kind of like making it a habit where you're using those buttons to give out to people. You're using them to create experiences. You're using them to create synchronicities. You're using them to literally, if you're building the paradigm shift community where you are, accelerate it. You're creating bonds, you're creating connections, you're sharing gifts. It's super powerful. We've been doing this for so long. And so I'm sharing this with you because yeah, it's about supporting the team, but it, it's also about giving you guys the tools and these tools are effective and they are tried and, and tested. And then from a gamify sense, it's really exciting. So again, the shift buttons, just cause I feel like I didn't fully explain it properly for those who may be entirely new every shift button. And we can practice with that even tonight. You know, like if I were to show you guys, like if I were to come up to you and literally just be like, here, choose a shift button and they had different designs on them. Notice how every single design would create like a different conversation in itself. So like obviously a free hug sign could initiate a free hug. This one is like a Siri Yantra symbol. This one's like some Mandela art by one of our community members, Brock Springstead. And this one's like a pinecone spiral. So every one is created to spark a conversation. Every one is a topic in itself. And the website on the side of the buttons directs people online directly so that they can tune into future broadcasts. So as this project grows, these buttons become more valuable and people can kind of like sink in, be a part, be a part of what we're creating, get inspired. And again, it's, it's about being able to like continue that ripple effect even further. You know, it's about the actions that you guys take after tuning into these broadcasts whenever you do and in whatever way. And so again, long story short, go to questitemshop.com to be able to sign up for the new shifter booster kit monthly subscription option. And so, um, yeah, let me just check. Okay. I just posted the uh, link to join for the Google hangout in the YouTube chat. Apparently I didn't press enter. So you guys can join if you're looking to join and uh, we're going to get into free flow discussion in a second. But, um, yeah, so let me just type in the chat questitemshop.com and you guys can check that out. And that's where you can sign up for the monthly shifter booster kit subscription option. And we're currently at two out of 10 people signed up for that 10 being our next milestone. And the more people that we get signed up for that, like straight up, 
once we have like 50 people signed up for a monthly ship to booster kit, not only will that generate awesome income, but it'll be getting shift buttons out to you guys in some really exciting ways. So that's all part of the tactics, the plans to be able to build resources that we can transform to other things, use to be able to support community artists within the project, be able to literally like use it as a way to be able to create incentives and even do more giveaways, free things for the community, and obviously supporting the time and energy that goes into it from my end as the uh, director and facilitator. So thank you again, everyone, for, for your support in whatever way, and uh, be sure to check out the Patreon, and I'm going to refresh that website um, at the 11 p.m. mark on my end, and we'll see if we have any new patreon supporters signed up by then so if you're tuning into this broadcast please feel free to either sign up for again the, the monthly shifter booster kit would be what we're aiming for right now but if you want to sign up for the patreon if that makes more sense to you to, for you because that's like better for your budget then absolutely and real quick with the patreon the uh it, it's it's expected it's hoped for it's ideally uh works best when people are able to contribute as long as they can but at the same time, if people need to put their donations on hold or if they need to change the value of it or if they have a change of heart, it's totally understood. But just be aware that when you're signing up for the Patreon, the idea is, is that you're signing up with the idea to continue to be able to sign up. And the concept of that is every single drop fills the bucket. So if you guys tuned in in the past, you would have heard me even talking about like, you know, financial stuff and everything like that. Personally, I feel really good about what we're creating with the financial elements of what this project like it requires and so i'm putting a lot of focus on that and again it's my job i take full responsibility for it but stay tuned because i'm i am like very very like in a confident and an enthusiastic position moving forward with this to be able to really create some exciting resources for the community by increasing our monthly income both through the patreon and the monthly shifter booster kits so guys if you're tuned into this broadcast and you've been listening in for like a couple weeks now and everything like that please feel free to check it out and support through that way so and um yeah apologies if like i like put anybody to sleep to talking about that stuff you're just like damn it brendan we came here to talk about sasquatch but straight up if we're going to talk about sasquatch we need to be able to create the funds so that we can keep talking about sasquatch so let's do that let's talk about actually i wanted to mention to you guys the um the next destiny school broadcast i haven't fully set on the topic for it but i was leaning towards like which would be at the um last thursday of october i was leaning towards the topic of doing it on the mystery of sasquatch and uh one of the things i even want to talk about in this broadcast was the new movie smallfoot uh which i saw which was a really awesome movie and, and i'll explain a little bit more why later so again, as we shift out of the introductions of the show, getting you guys all situated again, thumbs up, thank you for being here, jump in the live chat, leave some comments as we go. We're going to get into just some free flow discussion. And as we do this, again, just kind of showing it how the intention here is really practice. It's kind of to see how ideas branch and how conversation never really ends. And this is something that we do physically at the Paradigm Shift community meetups. You know, we have practice talking about these things that we don't always get a chance to talk about. So, um... I wanted to be able to start talking about the idea of like the, cause I was listening to, so again, in like conversation starting now, round one, go. Okay. So I want to be able to um, put forth the idea. I'm holding an idea out to the circle now that uh, it's, it's this very powerful idea of being able to make that subtle shift to think about the sun as a literal intelligent conscious entity and just kind of like trying to fathom like what that even means, because I think in a lot of ways, we've just kind of been programmed to think of the sun as just a giant gas ball in the sky. And it's just a bunch of thing that doesn't really 
actually have its own consciousness. We don't think about the sun actually having its own consciousness. We don't think of the sun as being like a living entity. But what if it is? And what does that entail? And is that sun like our God? Like, like that's kind of where my mind was kind of wondering. I'm like, is that sun like a freaking super conscious supercomputer that's actually controlling everything within like a radius of that solar system? Like, does it work that way? Because when you think about it, you know, we go out in the day, we receive light from the sun and we think of that as just like, oh, it's, you know, it's energy, but energy is also information. So it would it's kind of open to this idea that we are never actually disconnected from the sun. And if that's the case, then one could almost think of the sun as being like a hive mind consciousness of all souls, like within, I don't know, again, I don't know how this works. This is just ideas, right? Within like a range, within an area, within a designated matrix of womb, so to speak. So I was just kind of playing with that idea and I was just kind of like inviting you guys to be able to think about it. And again, you know, this even ties off, this bounces off. I'm going to pass the talking stick around in a second. This bounces off what we were talking about last broadcast with the ancient uh, spirituality of ancient cultures. And um, yeah, just taking note of like the uh, the live chat right now, Amanda's just like talking straight up about how many civil civilizations worship a sun, a sun god. And I think it's like so obvious, you know, of course we would worship the sun. Like it's it's a thing in the sky that does things, Right but why like is there something deeper like are we worshiping the sun because we are worshiping ourselves and then i'll just plant this seed real quick you look at words words magic and things like that the word person and i've said this in past broadcasts the word person person a person right the word is per sun meaning like a sun so every person that we are is literally like a small sun is like a fractal of the sun so some of it's like kind of really super literal and it definitely connects with the idea that we are you know luminous beings we are not this crude matter as yoda would say and and, it, and that's a huge shift that's a huge shift so anyways let's just have some conversation i want to hear what you guys think and we'll branch this into other topics and we can talk about sasquatch a little bit later on because i want to tell you guys about that small foot movie I'm going to bring your guys microphones up right now. And as we do this, if Patty, Patty, if you're awake, give me a thumbs up. I think Patty fell asleep straight up. I think Patty fell asleep. That's awesome, dude. Patty is in the UK. So (laughs) he he wasn't expected for him to stay awake. That's cool though. All right. So right now it's Jared, myself and Brian. So if anybody else wants to join the discussion, totally cool. You guys are totally welcome to be able to join the discussion. Again, go to live.paradigmshiftcentral.com forward slash join hangout. I'm going to post the link just into the YouTube live chat right now. Again, like I'm the only reason we post it through the website is just so it like kind of puts a buffer on trolls, but there's not too many people here right now. So if there are some new people who do want to join, absolutely. You're welcome into the circle, respect the basic concept of respect and have some fun and practice talking with us, talking about the sun as a, as a conscious entity. What's up with that? Jared, I'm going to open up your microphone and sure. <laughs> you know i always talk yeah yeah and then brian give me like a thumbs up and we got bruce dropping yeah. in for a cameo there so hey bruce cool awesome all right so <laughs> all right jared passing the talking stick over to you fun. dude go ahead let's just pass this ball back and forth for a bit have some fun do you want me to elaborate on your sun concept yes what are your thoughts on that is it is it is am i are we on to my something? thoughts on that i was just listening to dr phil valentine's video he gets into breath areas and a few other things, and he made a good point. Like, what's the sun eat? 
how's it how's it living you know the subatomic aspects of it and and the comparison to us is key like you said per sun and are we this sun this luminous being that's lost its way from its original substance of which we are which is which is nice to know that we're a little more than just this and how do we get back to that and how we can look at other things around us like the sun or other things to speculate and compare to ourselves step into ourselves so we can leave the mundane lives that we live that we don't want to do anymore but i like i like where you're going with the sun it brings in other things so i think it's a lot for most people to comprehend we can barely understand themselves and then look at something how far away and speculate yeah. what we know or don't know about it yeah it's it's a pretty it's a pretty big idea um for some people you know like a lot of people like we have a lot to focus on right now whether or not the sun is actually a conscious entity it doesn't really seem like it has like an immediate effect on our lives but i think it does i think it does i think it does just through like the wisdom not the wisdom but the the knowledge that it opens up but also the wisdom that comes out of that knowledge you know just the the the, our experience is slightly different we relate to things slightly different if we really understand the fact that like we we are them you know like so i mean obviously it relates back to the unity thing go ahead yeah yeah. we could go back and forth uh let's just drop some pieces of the puzzle you got the sun worshipers right Right. you know back in history you know people worship the sun they understand sun science talks about how important sun is vitamin d people are coming back to health because they were lacking vitamin d and then what does that mean with barefoot movement as well understanding the negative ions through your feet and completing a circuit so it pays to know a lot about the sun and what we're missing from the sun and even people being sheltered indoors especially where you're living and even where i am we don't get out as much, especially when winter rolls around. That's important. This gets into sun gazing, understanding how light comes into our eyes and how we can use mm. that and it activates parts of our mind, which is fascinating to understand. Right? Yeah, like that's then, the thing in it. Go ahead. I'll say something in a second. Oh, I could drop a bunch of little pieces of the puzzle. We go back and forth. I know, you know? I know especially with just the sun and, and even the energetic aspects and how it correlates and the symbiotic relationship. And if we cut those ties to the symbiotic relationship between us, we lose. So even understand, like you said, bits of information, maybe it is our random feed to, to, to hear. It's like, like downloads of information that are coalescing within our, our conscious stream of thinking. And maybe that, that intertangles with our, you know, beta stream as we get information from the matrix and hmm. does that jive even and and does the matrix and other things that are happening with inside our matrix interfere with the sunlight you've got your carbon emissions your gas you got all these things that are going into the atmosphere and we can get into the chemtrails and all the other stuff that seems to be blocking the sunlight and and our emission to get in our downloads and our information mm-hmm. and elevate ourselves yeah. And of course, the energetic aspects. And it seems to be powered and perpetuated by the sun, like you said, keeping us within the mm-hmm. conscious stream of this galactic coordinates, you know? Yeah. But I'll pass the Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I'll, I'll bounce around. Brian, let us know if you want to jump in at any point. We got your microphone slightly up, so you can you can add your voice at any point. As we're kind of Am doing this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to say something now? Go for it. 
if you Ah, uh, dude, to. I got so much I can say because I'm a chemist. And, <laughs> right, and I know right. a lot about science stuff. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, totally. I'll give you the science aspect of it. And it, some of it's science fiction for now because it's supposed to happen in the future. And some of it is what could have been history and history repeating itself. You know what I'm saying? Like in terms of. Well, I could add something to that right there. You say like science yeah. fiction. Most science fiction is coming out to have some random themes of truth through it. It's like we're all channeling and picking up the information from somewhere within the side of our consciousness. Science fiction in. authors. Mm -hmm. uh, science fiction authors to me are uh, are prophets. Yeah, they're just literally the people that are so in tune that that they get bit clips of information from somewhere and they randomly intertangle this into the, their novel, their book. Yeah. Maybe they're even speculating like a medium would and, and they're channeling information and, and they're writing this murder mystery, but hey, did that really happen somewhere? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll continue. Can I, Brian, can I add something real <laughs> yeah. quick? Yeah. Okay. No, I was just going to say, you know, like, uh, yeah, going back to the idea of like the science fiction authors being prophets and stuff like that. I mean, whether you're thinking of it as like, I mean, when you think about it like that, you know, creativity is almost a form of time travel, like quite literally, when you think about the fact that by our very nature, we have the ability to tap into ideas outside of this linear time. And so it's interesting that even for us to be able to think of the science fictures, science fiction writers as prophets, but at the same time, a lot of the technology that they're thinking of, theoretically, you know, we're just going with this idea theoretically it's not actually from the future it actually is from the past and anything that is in the future has already happened in the past if we're taking in like the full scope of the fact that this reality has gone through many 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 cycles like i guarantee you that this reality has already reached like the precipice the epoch of technology and it's already out there and in, yeah. in just other parts of the galaxy one would think right in the course of a billion years it's not like we're the most advancing in reality at this point like at least i i wouldn't think so i would think it's already happened and now right right now like we're almost like the the intentionally dialed back version of like conscious reality simulation you know 9.6 or something like that whatever we're on right now or something like that for for very st specific reasons uh to be able to tailor the simulation and not even you know simula simulation doesn't make it any less meaningful um by simulation i almost mean kind of like slightly controlled petri dish or something like that so <laughs> there's this idea that grant morrison says and i'll pass it back to you brian um and and he says grant morrison's like an awesome artist and like comic book writer and he has like a really great speech uh like called disinfo speech look it up sometime grant morrison but he says you know like if the truth is there is not a single person on this planet who has been born yet and, and he's kind of saying that in like a very particular way because he's kind of talking about the fact that like, you know, as wise as we may be, there's like this other level of kind of expansion into more of who we are. But I think I guess birth always just happens on like many different ways. It's birth is almost like an awakening. I guess it is. It's, birth is like an awakening process. Every day when we wake up, we're literally being born again. You know, we kind of talked about that last broadcast, too. But anyways, the first time going, going too, back, pass, or... passing the talking stick. Go ahead. We, we'll, we'll just keep uh, dancing here. So go, go ahead. Well, I think. What you're saying came to mind when you were saying that everything's been done under the sun before, right? Under the sun, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> under the many suns, and like, yeah, oh man, like welcome, welcome to grade four classroom, Earth. right? <laughs> and it's interesting to even think about the concept. Uh, sorry, Brian, I'll pass it back to you. Um, the concept of how a different sun would create a different possible reality for wherever it is, or something like that. You know, there would be a different energy it would to it. Probably like, the 
that whole solar system and its energy. It, and it, it might be different. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it, assuming, the simu- assuming the conditions on the planet are set for life, would a different type of sun grow different type of life? Or would it grow Maybe the same? Maybe it's a lesson. Yeah. From what I understand, uh-huh. we're in this galactic sense. We're in the universe of our universe and university learning from Earth to Saturn to Venus, all of them. And when we graduate, we have all the information that's been fed from that sun or the binary sun, because I hear there's two suns around here. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. So, like, again, if it's if it's happened in this reality, then that means that information's in the sun. And if we're still connected to the sun right now, then that means we can all access that information right now. I think we just just yeah. hear that. That was some people's minds exploding right there. Mine, yeah, I think we blew a couple of minds before we even started. Okay. They're like these crazy fucks. You know? <laughs> Shifty, Brian. Bruce. Want to pass it back to you? You were gonna say some stuff. Um, we kind of jump in yeah, there. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, come on, get the chemistry going here. I think Patty's slightly waking up. So. Hi, Patty. Gotta have a little chemistry in this relationship. Come on. We need to get it going. Get the chemistry going, Brian. Are you ready? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to adjust you, you the microphone. You got me feeling your chemistry. All right, Brian, you're good. Uh, well, go most, most suns and stars are hydrogen and helium, and the sun is just one of many stars, obviously. But there's like a – put things in perspective. Our sun's half year through its life cycle, so it's about 4.5 or 5 billion years old. It's uh, got another 4.5, 5 billion years left. It's about a medium-sized star. There's stars that are thousands or more times larger. And, uh, and like, there's an example of the Hubble telescope taking a picture of the black sky for, like, three months at a time. I think it was the Hubble telescope. It was a nice telescope in outer space. That's the one I can assume it is. It's a famous picture now. You can look it up by my description of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all look like stars in the black sky from, you know, it was black. And for three months or however long the photo took the picture, uh, you know, the, the camera, um, it showed all these other stars, right? But each one of those stars was a galaxy. And within each one of those galaxies, was 100 billion to a trillion stars. Wow. And our solar system has 400 billion stars. And we're going to crash into Andromeda. There's all kinds of other stuff going on. But just for you're talking about life. Yeah, I do believe there could be life on the sun. Because there's life in Yellowstone and boiling water geysers, you know, like why couldn't there be life on the sun? That could be where our spore comes from, you know, for Earth, where it's a more cool down area. It's a fluke for our planet to have water so plentiful as well as existing, not frozen. Um, well, there's, that's there's what allows there. our life to exist. Originally, our planet was covered in methane and ammonia gas. There was no carbon dioxide, nitrogen, and oxygen gas in the air. And it was through years of life existing that we changed our planet's atmosphere. Hmm. Do you, do we, yeah. um, do you, do you um, oh, sorry, I'm just going to adjust. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. That's awesome, man. Um, I was, yeah, I, was, I just wanted to add, I just wanted to add in something real quick. Um, yeah, like, I guess there is even that, because, you know, there's the idea that I was kind of hating upon the, the idea of the sun being one intelligent entity. Like it actually has a personality to it. Um, and, and then like, almost like an archetype, it has like an energy pattern in, in a sense. It has an identity. It makes it unique. Um, but it's, it's crazy. Cause like you can, 
there's this other idea where it talks about the same concept but applied to the planets and it's literally saying that like every single planet it's like its own person every single planet is like its own soul and so every single planet has its own personality and again person personality like think about that right it's going back to that where it's like literally kind of tied in with astrology and stuff like that and maybe if you could meditate you can connect with these higher like celestial beings and again that's where even what we were talking about before with like the ancient spirituality and you know i feel like that topic that we started last broadcast is just going to bleed into like every other broadcast from now on because there's more to it obviously and i think it's so key but yeah like a lot of like the the ancient like the ancient spiritual practices base themselves around what we were talking about before like the seven celestial bodies um but then there's like there's more to it than that there's way more to it than that um but yeah I, i'm just kind of like connecting a bunch of dots in my head and everything like that if anybody else wants to jump in but oh i was going to talk about more pieces yeah i was going to talk I, I was also okay because i don't know much about this but i just wanted to plant it because i feel it's really important and i feel like this is something that connects a lot of dots and we don't always think about it but it's basically the concept of plasma which is like the fourth state of an element, right? So there's like, you know, like liquid, solid, and air. But then there's plasma, which is like kind of like this like energetic fluctuating state. I feel that's like something there. And I was going to ask Byron if the sun is plasma in any way. Like, I mean, I'm not entirely sure what constitutes. If, if, if it like, is it literally can. a giant ball of plasma? Is there just hydrogen and stuff like that? No, no, no. There's solids in it. It's in a state of plasma, but it's there's a... metals and stuff. That's actually where everything comes into being. That's not hydrogen and helium. So hydrogen and helium are the most, uh, you know, lightest. All right, Bruce, come on, buddy. Let's go. It's okay, Bruce. We hear you, buddy. Hydrogen and helium are like the lightest elements in the periodic table. They're one and two. But everything else exists through the gravity of a sun or star compressing um, elements, you know, like, so there's more metals and, and, uh, and even carbon and everything more as you get towards the center of the sun. Right. To my knowledge. Yeah. Is it, but it is technically a solid, but it's also a plasma. But let me tell you this Mm -hmm. H2O water. It's, it's a freak of an element or of a, a molecule because when it freezes, it expands. And, and its expansion, the fractal hexagon shape it makes, is because of the crystals lining up. It, 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 it occurs when water, I could draw it out for you. Maybe I'll do that for you in a little bit. But um, hydrogen is positive, oxygen is, is negative. And just the way it, it arranges itself when it freezes, it makes a, expands into a six crystal shape. And that's why every snowflake is a different size. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like a, 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 or a, not different size, different shape and different uh, whatever, but it's also symmetrical because it expands from each one of those branches. Right. And um, I'll get back to the sun. Uh, have you ever heard of a Dyson sphere? I've heard that. Remind me though. Okay, so a Dyson sphere would be like if an intelligent bacteria or like nanobots or something were to entirely encapsulate and take all of its energy, but it would it would it would do it to take all of its energy, and it would turn the sun black, like it, you wouldn't be able to see any light come off it. That's a Dyson sphere, and perhaps that's what a black hole is. A black hole is just many, 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 many stars. Well, you know what I'm just, saying? Like you not. just brought up something mm. there, Brian. That yeah, you guys ever see Nassim's work? He's He's an awesome. Nassim Haramine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I love him. I met him in person once. Did you? Lucky bastard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
What was he like in person? Yeah, no, super super chill guy. Like, I, it was it was a presentation that he did that I actually have video footage of that I hadn't posted. It was a whole weekend of presentations and stuff. But um, yeah, no, he had some like really important things that obviously are hard for me to kind of like hit off the top of my head. But uh, a lot of it at that quantum scale and kind of like hitting upon the importance of sacred geometry and how it basically yeah. kind of like creating like an equation for like unity consciousness in a sense. It was like it was very logical. But anyways, Jared, what were you going to say? Yeah, well, Nassim's work, I wanted to say it before intuitively, but it's just a perfect interjection here when he's talking black hole. It, he's got a lot mm, of video yeah, yeah, yeah. UFOs going right into the sun. Like it's a black hole. And then they show us, mm. even on our Earth, the UFOs going right into the volcano and this plasma you're talking about and how these things seem to pick these. It's, it's just called plasma, though. They're not in the same state of, uh, of, of matter. Plasma yeah, is so, it's so excited of a gas that it, it produces light in that. You know what I'm saying? We're, 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 yeah, we're not being perfect here, just generally speaking. No, they probably like, borrow each other's energy. terms, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, geologists probably borrow the term for lava as plasma for that reason, because it, it acts similarly, you know, of what uh, plasma, a sun would ordinarily do or a star would ordinarily do. I, I, I suspect there's the little ant aliens in the Earth, and they're digging out, and they're using this way of digging with with the uh the lava and they're spewing it out like an anthill because if you see any volcano it's like an anthill you got the yeah. hawaiians they have the on their other tiki's and everything all these ant aliens and all these other things that's going on there and there's all this other stuff and the bump in the night that goes there too and places you can't go so there's there's some interesting things there if we step back and look at it if you Definitely. so I wanted to talk about friction in, entirely, which is like what causes the sun hmm. or any star to produce its energy. Interesting. If you have absolutely nothing, I, from what I see, it's like self-imploding. It's like, if you have yeah, absolutely nothing, like there's no matter. It's it's, it's, no, it's absolute, I'm not saying it's nothing. It's it's got something, but it seems to be this perpetual self-induced thing. Well, let, let's hear, yeah. Let's hear Brian explain it. What were we getting at right now? You were talking about friction. Well, or what were you going to say? Or, Brian, Brian, if you want to talk specifically about friction, go for it. Yeah. yeah, so if you have absolutely no matter in existence, it makes absolute zero. It's a vacuum in space, right? Like, And let me put it to you like this. Now I'm going to give you a thought exercise. It's all universal. So if you go down to a chemistry level, like down to the molecule, it's the same as how the stars behave. Like that's how crazy the multiverse is and how spaced out we are. So let me give you an example. A hydrogen atom, let's say its nucleus with a proton and possibly a neutron has, is the size of a marble, okay? And its electron is spinning around it so fast, which is the size of the pinhead of a pin, right? It's spinning around this 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 um, uh, core so fast. It's spinning around so fast you can't even see the proton. Right, and it's also like sand, where if you put your hand through it, it would react like sand, like it would, it would, it's very wavy. And uh, what, like, what do you think? How far apart do you think they are? If the center is a is a marble, and the electron is a pin, like the set, the, the tip of a pin, In and it's spinning around so fast you can't even see the center. Are you ready? Yeah, go pretty much. Go for it. Two miles apart, man. They're two miles apart. And that's like, if you think about the sun, it takes eight minutes for the sun's light to actually hit the earth. So when dawn occurs, it actually happened eight minutes ago. Right. And when dusk occurs, it happened eight minutes ago. Or, you know what I'm saying? And, and mm -hmm. uh, 
and with um you know it's not there's many states of matter it doesn't always have to be just gas liquid uh, solid and plasma with water if you keep freezing it the crystal and structure will break and compress further like a normal liquid would and uh there's like 12 states of water to my understanding like that we've discovered like and if right. you like freeze helium which is like a non-reactive atom like if if I were to light up a hydrogen, the, the, what was it? The Hindelberg or what, what exploded that one blimp? The Hindenburg. Was hydrogen, the Hindenburg, right? Yeah. It was a hydrogen, yeah. Hindenburg. It, it, it blew up because it had hydrogen in it, right? But if you have helium, it doesn't react. It would just make a loud noise and it would just blow up. There would be no fire. And so like helium, um, where is it going with this? Helium, I don't remember. But let me, I'd like to talk about gravity. You guys can pass it around or, or talk about it with me sometime but this I, will hack your matrix that. in terms of, of thinking like, like to switch to gravity yeah all right so uh yeah go go for it brian give us on, a... one second i got technical difficulties on my end i can't hear you guys one second i'm sorry okay but i'll interject while you're going on hold gravity i think that even the human body if we change our polarities from within we can literally fall upward fly do anything and that probably won't be able to happen until we fix love and change our dna to be able to change ourselves yeah there's there's some interesting theories about like how gravity doesn't actually exist at least like not in the way that we think it does like it's not actually what we have been told but there is something obviously keeping us to the ground but it's a little bit different i don't know i just remember seeing like some videos on it it, it probably was in like some like flat earth videos and things like that so but yeah, um, I just wanted to mention real quick, and I'm going to pass it over to Brian. It, just, it could be some electromagnetic was... type of interference with us that we just need to break the code as if, like, like the internet was keeping us here. Yeah, it could you be know, that. We just shut the it's, internet it's a, off it's a and mental, we'll fly away. It's a mental you know? hack. There's no spoon. Yeah. So, yeah, no, if, if you don't think gravity will affect you, then it won't. I mean, within dream space, that's how it works, right? So it's just like, oh, like maybe that's what it is, right? And that, I've joked about that, the idea that you literally could float right now, but if there was like a single atom in your baby toe that still doubted the fact that you could float, then you'll come back down. But if you were like 100% fully believing that you could float, that's actually the trick to floating. So everyone start practicing that right now. Just be like sitting out there in a field, close your eyes. It's funny though. Um, I just wanted to mention real quick, uh, sorry, Jared. I... <laughs> with the ancient art of tibetan where you can jump 100 feet in the air and 300 feet and they say oh. if you just have one wrong thought you're like oops and you fall to the ground you know it's like what was that called sure you're my lung gum cool so that's kind of like cr- art, that's tibetan. like crouching tiger stuff this is like... i'm talking 100 feet in the air plus 300 feet the other way this, was this documented really think about it was this like a yeah, philosophy it, dude it's, it's not even it's like it's like the more time goes on, it's like the more they remove history from the internet from everywhere where all these things were like, I found them easy yeah, years I didn't, ago. I don't know if I heard about this. <laughs> like, and like I go back to look cases. for it. Right, and I, right. I wonder, it's like, wait a minute, was that a past life where I remember it? It's like, I, I can't find that information again. It's like, what's happened here? <laughs> browsing the internet. No, I, I just, no, but I remember hearing it. Yeah, okay, I, I just want to say real quick, and um, guys, we may have a couple other people joining. I was going to say... Um, when we're for people who are listening to this one of the things that you'll notice is that sometimes like things can get really exciting in a discussion circle and people are just like throwing ideas um 
though it's a little bit different online when you're in person my simple suggestion for you is like when you're facilitating your paradigm shift community meetups and you have maybe like three four maybe more people is that when people have something to add to the discussion you invite them to simply hold their hand out palm up so it's like they're like holding something they're offering something to the circle and then that way so when you're facilitating the discussion it just prevents people from talking over each other and then as a facilitator you would keep an eye on that and then you would be like okay you know like you next you next type thing and then people are just in the habit of that online it's a little bit different but again it's probably like so we'll just kind of make sure that we're not intentionally talking over each other but just wanted to throw that tip out you out there for you guys getting the feel for things um sessions at my house it's like two or three people in a, in a little loop and then two or other people are in it but then they're you're still keeping mind to the conversations within that theme right right yeah yeah yeah, you know? yeah well cool but i'm i'm having i'm yeah definitely i'm having fun with this and i think and i think patty's enjoying himself too we're just gonna yeah. we're just gonna put patty patty on screen there <laughs> not not honestly gonna embarrass him too much but hey patty good to good to see you man he's he's enjoying it man honestly people fall asleep listening to these broadcasts sometimes they they just like enjoy the the company of it okay i was gonna say real quick um and then i want to pass it back to brian the concept that of like this is like a paradigm shift in itself because it's really trippy when you think about that because it's one of those things that's like so obvious where it's just like oh wait oh my god what um basically it's the idea of understanding uh the fact that like we're underwater right now like we are still underwater there's multiple degrees of ocean so to speak there's the ocean what we recognize as the ocean which is like you know watery and has all like those like fish and stuff in it and basically <laughs> where we are right now is like all oxygen but it's still water molecules so we are literally in a bunch of water right now just by being around oxygen and then you get a little bit higher and then it like depletes and it depletes and it depletes and it kind of like works almost as like as, as a gradient but it's just like a very important thing that we kind of don't think about the fact that like literally right now we are in water it's just kind of like in a different state but we are still in water just because of the fact that there's water molecules like in the air right now so just keep that in mind just just think about that just for a second um i don't know if brian had something to say on that but i was going to pass it back to brian because we were going to talk about gravity so brian go go ahead um, that's that... actually why hydrogen and helium escape our atmosphere is because there's such light molecules they rise and that's what causes them the balloon mm. you get me the atmosphere is heavier, like the nitrogen, the oxygen, the carbon dioxide, but hydrogen and helium are, are the lightest atoms. And so it's just like uh, oil and water, you know, how they separate, just like that. And uh, I'll get back to gravity here. Okay. Um, if you imagine like a bed sheet that's taut, right? Like that's really tight. And then you put a bowling ball in the center, call that the sun, and it does a dip. You know, like you're able to hold it enough to hold the dip. When you drop those marbles around it, the planets or whatever other little bits on it, that's what, you know, it's the orbit. Is it actually going slowly towards the center of the sun? You're going to go towards the sun is what's actually happening. Earth's going to collide with the sun eventually. And uh, um, what was I going to go with this? So if you imagine a 2D matrix just one time with the bed, with the bed sheet, if you want to know what gravity actually is, imagine looking at just another one degree angle away or 90 degree angle or 100 degree angle because it's all the angles away and that's what causes the sphere to occur in the first place because the sphere is um the compression of matter as much as efficiently as possible you wouldn't have a triangle or a pyramid or uh or 
a cube, you would have a sphere because it compressed further and further and further down. And then, um, yeah, and I was talking to uh, NASA scientists at the at the science fiction conventions I go to in Michigan at Confusion and at uh, and at PenguinCon, and I've talked to people, other people too, like people that really know electromagnetic radiation that can that wants to create windmills that that don't go like this, they don't spin, you know, like how you ordinarily see them with the three propeller blades, but they actually spin horizontally, and it can uh, obtain more energy that way, and uh, but that doesn't matter. What I wanted to talk about was that they said that if you had two gravitational forces, orthogonal or kind of in the air, not quite right, but a third, you would create a new, like you would go through a new dimension. And that's what a black hole would be. That's they actually, NASA scientists, they, they aren't talking about this with the public. This is what I'm hearing underground. And if you, if you connect orthogonal, maybe they are talking about it, but. I don't think they are talking about it in two, like it's not known to the general public. But from what I've heard, if you connect orthogonal and orthogonal electromagnetic radiation fields, you can create a black hole or go through time and space. And it's not only just time that you go through, it's not only space that you go through, you know, like you end up somewhere else, but you may, el so like you may end somewhere else across the universe, but it may also be a hundred million years in the past, you know, when you go through these black holes. It's space and time are connected together in the fourth dimension. And uh, once we're able to see everything all at once, you know, like the great eye, then um, you would be able to hack the matrix where you'd be like, if you were a fifth dimensional being, we're, we're, we're fourth dimensional beings living in 3D bodies, seeing two dimensional through shades and stuff like that. But if you were a, a, a fifth dimensional being, you would you would see through a person's head. You would see through the walls for as far as the focal point would be in your dimension. And that to me is like, it's like holding a, a sphere in your hand and looking at it, but at the same time, you know, a reflective sphere, but at the same time seeing right through it and seeing everything, you know, just the whole universe. And that's what it probably is to be a God, like by our standards. And there's probably even more than that. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get back to me later. I've talked enough, or I can keep talking. It doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I'd like to hear what you guys had to say. I can I can expand on what you said too. Like you're saying, to be a god, or like the fifth dimensional aspects of ourselves. If we elevate ourselves back to where where we were. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe we would have those X-ray eyes, and you got these medical intuitives that can do this. Edgar Casey documented it years ago. There's so many people that actually see with X-ray eyes. You can look into your body and find the problems and understand what's going on. Yeah, that's pretty Using, <laughs> They say even when, when you look at this fourth dimension and third dimension, all these other realities and, and perspectives, it's, yeah, we're here in the third dimension, but we could take on the fourth and fifth dimensional consciousness walk among with the 2D mindsets and the limited perspectives of mentally constricting yourselves to a box mentality versus expanding to the fourth or the fifth or the sixth dimensional perception that would give you the ability to see and perceive this way. Which yeah. is, mm -hmm. well, I think, but I was thinking when you're, when you're talking about the, with, with the, the dropping in the bed sheet, so you don't prescribe the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and there's a little steering wheel on the Earth? <laughs> Terraforming it? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, man, I was... Uh, 
I, I wanted to be able to what was it exactly that i was gonna talk about oh man it slipped my mind because i was now i was just suddenly Stop thinking it. of like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy for yeah i know for i know some I reason <laughs> trip me up man yeah. um what was i gonna say a second ago we'll come back so we were talking about electromagnetics. We're mm-hmm. talking about a few different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Superman, super, superhuman. I think Superman oh, I was, was a talk very about. good analogy for where we're supposed to be going into. Yeah. Granted, he may have done all these things, which we can do too. In other movies, like you know, Dreamcatcher and other things, they personified individual characters because we limitly look at things linearly. And that's just how we do things, one thing at a time. But we can do all these things. Mm-hmm. what i'm getting at yeah i think and so i've, I've, I've think... sporadically done these things you know and go back and forth yeah that's interesting when they happen to us by accident or just like in brief periods because it's like again it's like if it can happen once what's preventing it from happening all the time like when it comes to psychic phenomena and stuff like that i've always been super interesting in the whole like psychic phenomena thing um but going back to specifically this is what i was going to say I, and i forgot um i, I, I hold on, back hold on. The shadow people the shadows <laughs> okay so hold on to that thought um, i was gonna say uh in terms of like the three like the x-ray vision type thing my basic understanding for that is that again like that's not so much like us seeing through skin as if we're like piercing through it but what's actually happening there is like that correlates to the idea that our third eye is basically always receiving that additional extra data all the time and so it correlates to like if our third eye is quote-unquote open in that sense then we would actually be seeing like the the illuminated energy uh that is underneath our skin and so it would be kind of like seeing through it it would be shining through it but it's not like we're actually like it's not like our vision is piercing the skin it's more like the light that's in that's underneath the skin and is the skin is kind of like illuminating and being received by our third eye uh in that sense um at least that's just kind of like one way that for me it makes sense and stuff like that um but yeah no i think i think it's cool that we see people like you know like superman and things showing up within like comic books as like an archetype to aspire to and everything because i do feel that again even kind of going back to the idea of like stuff within the galaxy what would like if we've been around for billions of years and surely there have been proto-humans that have already existed and i mean this is what we're again we were talking about this last week right we were talking about like the anunnaki like coming down and everything like that and so i mean there's so much stuff to play on there okay before we jump into this before we're looking at the energy totally okay but before we jump into this jared i'm just gonna I'm just, i just want to be able to refresh our patreon so we're at 11 11 right now in the broadcast and again i just want to quickly refresh the page i'm just going to hype it up real quick uh again checking on on screen right now you'll see underneath the banner there is 113 patrons actively donating and 637 dollars and so we're inviting people to sign up for the patreon if you guys dig what we're doing here as a community and we got lots more planned ahead and i'm going to refresh that right now and we'll see rolling uh, gonna oh hyping it up let's see if it's if it's different or if it's it's still the same okay that's totally cool that's not it's, it's fine <laughs> so reminding you guys though if you guys want to be able to like get on that hype train uh we'll we'll do one more refresh before the end of the episode so if you guys want to donate to the patreon for those of you tuned in you can do that it takes about three minutes to be able to sign up on patreon and again patreon.com forward slash brendan colton you'll see the link right underneath the bio there and you can add your support we're working up to 125 active donators uh currently on patreon and then again also the uh shift booster kits and all more all the bunch of other stuff at questitemshop.com this weekend i'm actually this is just kind of like a side plug for anybody in london 
this weekend and just letting you guys know on saturday i'll be at the baker's dozen which is like the new artisan shop place where i have like some of my items on a shelf and i'm gonna be doing like tarot readings and stuff like that at the uh, at the baker's dozen so there's like 12 other stores within the baker's dozen we're in grassroots gallery gas grassroots goods gallery and yeah feel free to come and buy and check it out and you can come say hi to me and we can hang out and we can do a reading and you guys can also get some like shift buttons wolf crystals light guardian crystals free hug signs and other items that you can find in the questitemshop.com as well so doing that and plugging it and i hope to see you around if you're in london come visit cool awesome all right uh jared i'll pass it back to you um i you know we we can uh like there's so much stuff to talk about and again i'm gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna keep this like within the same time frame of what a paradigm shift meeting would be so by about 12 we're gonna start wrapping it up so we got about 45 minutes left to play with things um we haven't really talked too much about the uh the the infamous uh topic about flat earth too much in this broadcast but we could we could play around with that because i feel like kind of relates i feel like like there's just I, I keep I'm interested in the idea that like maybe we're we're like almost inside of like a petri dish surrounded by ice and and there's this whole theory of like an ice wall that expands and we're like imagine right now we're actually just on a, like a freaking like giant sheet of ice and then there's like a hole cut into this ice and like plopped right in there is where the continents of earth are. And then if you were to go over this ice wall, there's actually like other worlds. Like, I'm not saying I believe this idea, but for some reason, that idea just freaking like it fascinates me. Obviously, it kind of it sounds exactly like the Truman Wall in the Truman Show. And everything like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. But, but there's like I, I've heard I, about that. But know? I've heard I like there's um, some people who like I looked like I look up to in a sense because there are some like super intelligent people, very specifically like Seven Bomar. Uh, some of you are already familiar with him, but he's like, he talks about this and he's, he's and like, he's like, and he's, di he's dive deep. And like this guy, like he's got like, I don't see his stuff as bullshit, but he, then he talks about this idea and I'm like, oh, okay. That's like interesting and stuff like that. So I don't know, man, like I haven't been outside of space. I'm not saying the earth is flat or, or whatever. I think, I think, I think we're all inside a hypercube anyways. So that's, that's, that's I, what I, I think. I think you bring anyways. up good points because a lot of intelligent people do talk <laughs> about the flat earth, but. We're going to they talk about a, other stuff too before we get into the flat yeah. Earth. Um, but go ahead, Jer, go, go ahead. We'll, they, we'll, we'll loop they around have back. A lot of great points. Their conclusions, eh, we don't know, and they should just keep it at that. We don't know, you know, and just yeah, say, it's you'll look a, at these facts. It's not you know? a finite conclusion, and those who claim it as a conclusion, I think that's where kind of it like rubs some gears the wrong way. Because they're just like, but yeah, how absolutely. do you know? But like, and but that's like, but that's like basically what it is with everything, right? Like everything is just like a best guess yeah. from our limited perspective. But I think it's but interesting when you start were... getting these fantastical ideas and stuff like that. And again, and I think I, I like. I listen to another podcast I listen to. Some of you guys already listened to this one. I know you do. Um, Mysterious Universe. And there was a podcast, like, check it out, mysteriousuniverse.org. Shout out to them. They're awesome. And they inspired, like, a lot of the stuff that I do, too. But there was one talk that they had in the last podcast. I didn't even finish listening to it yet. But it was basically talking about how there have been, like, like actually alien to alien battles that have been happening on Earth, like, without us even knowing it. And even underground and stuff like that. 
Anyways, we're getting, yep. we're, we're, these, are, these are out there ideas. No, no, I've, I've can, heard that. It's not out oh, there. Yeah. They're here. They're supposed to be here. <laughs> right. And it's just, but, it's yeah. interesting because we were talking about this even at our last Paradigm Shift meeting uh, a little bit and stuff like that. Just like the idea of um, all of these different accounts of like species existing underneath the surface of the earth and how it just keeps popping up. So how this relates to the sun, which was what we were originally well, talking earlier, well, um, it branches. Think about years. But anyways, Brandon, go, think go about ahead. years go ahead, and years Jared. and years yeah. and years. Years ago, where there's no technology and there's no electronics, nothing, where a projector would be like insanely crazy to Christopher Columbus, you know. But yet, you know, you come to today's era and say, well, maybe they just projected something there. What's to say that there's not a better, better, better technology that they can just project whatever the freak they want in the sky, and it is this permanent. You know, you know, it's like I, I look at a lot of space stuff, and there seems to be a lot of deleted aspects of space. And then there's some independent film that shows a lot of UFO stuff. And, you know, I don't know if you look at the night vision stuff, but it just speculates that, you know, we don't know things back then. We probably don't yeah. know things now. And we probably won't know things a little later either. Yeah. We're still here regardless. Why are we here? And if we speculate, we got to make the best of what we're doing yeah. here and race. And within the – is somebody controlling? I don't know. I, it it, it kind of ties back like based on kind of you know i'm trying to like break this down like what's the logic like what can we get out of here that's actually just relative to our day-to-day -day lives um i think like i mean there's multiple ways to kind of look at it but i think like one of the kind of important paradigm shifts is kind of understanding that there has been and and i guess this isn't even new but for some reason it feels like it's worth like kind of looking back at but like there has been this intentional effort by governments world leaders and institutions to keep the truth hidden that not only do aliens exist but that there is actually like an abundance of other different species like already on the planet have been on the planet and are Looking even like and, and are even like already like right within our galaxy and everything like that guy, like like the and back in the 40s. plant like Fucking you know lots of ufos and like way more ufos than than you would think they would even be able to hide in a logical sense and yet again they've been planting this story and, and we were kind of talking about this before um even before the, the broadcast I know, even with the files released, people still, like, don't even believe it. And this is kind of what we were talking about yeah, before, where, where, like, where people take... Canada released them, everyone's released yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, But without a full certainty yeah. of, like, kind of... We're just like, okay, we know that they're there, but we don't even fully know what they are. It's kind of the information, so it's just like, oh, geez. But, uh, you know, kind of um, one of the things... Uh, oh, man, I think I forgot what I was going to say again. But, yeah, basically... Um, what was something in particular? It's okay. Yeah, Anyways, we can just. What's our curriculum here? How do we zip us back up to society? And use right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what that's 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 what happened. That's what happens sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like you, you open up these can of worms, and it's just like we can't put these worms back in this can, man. They're already out. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was just I was just going to say the, the real quick observation. And I want to be able to talk about the small foot movie because I'm going to talk about movies real quick right here. But, you know, it's basically just this this observation. And actually, the small foot movie actually relates to everything that we're talking about. So it'll be a nice tie in. That's why we're talking about this. Anyways, um, the 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 basic thing I was going to say is that, you know, like nowadays um, there's been whether it's been like intentional or hyper 
conscious hypertensional that's not a word but like it's almost like it's like a side effect of consciousness just doing itself without even anyone actually intentionally doing it it just kind of happens like same way trees grow and stuff like that but there seems to be this idea that um through the fascination of our imagination and through the idea of us actually being aware of like the fact that aliens exist and things like that and we put it into movies it's been interesting like how over the years that the movies have programmed us to literally show us the truth but because it's being presented as science fiction then we kind of like automatically put it in that category even if it actually is like the absolute truth and so like this is what we were talking about before where they literally take the truth show it to us in a movie and then some people will see it in the movie and be like "Mm, like that's important truth like that's actually like right onto something and then other people will just be like oh okay like it's that like is a cool idea but since it's in a movie it must be false like it must be kind of like programmed and it must be just you know beyond imagination and everything like that um and then again and i feel like in today's day and age i feel like there was a lot of hype kind of like for disclosure and stuff and now i feel like people are just kind of like they've like forgotten about it like it's just kind of it's past the interest of like the collective in the same way and um but at the same time i know there's like inner circles and 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 this is where we were talking about before where it's like disclosure is actually happening on like an inner level and and i think that's kind of like what where okay that's 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 where the that's that's kind of like that's where that's where the practical thing of it yeah i'll just say this jared and then i'll pass it over to you and then we'll talk about smallfoot real quick and anybody else and i know we got unconditional love in here dude don't give a thumbs up we'll get you in on this in a second too um yeah i was just gonna say uh like real quick i think you know like okay tying tying getting all these worms in in one can back again um (laughs) all right keep them out keep them out we'll use we'll use them yeah, these worms are going to help us grow a garden of ideas here. So, but I, I was, was going to say, um, basically, you know, if people are just like, I, I'm waiting for disclosure, like I'm waiting for aliens, I'm I'm ready for the aliens. I think that very realistically, considering the fact that they haven't landed on the White House front lawn yet, that the way how contact is happening is through inner space, is through our dreams, is through our meditations. And so like that's where the 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 contact actually takes place, like when we are at an internal vibration that is ready for it, so to speak. And so imagine in the future, imagine in the future, then like 20 years from now, if you've done the practice and kind of become like an adept at this, or maybe even if maybe it will come even more common somehow, but people will just be like, okay, I'm going to dream like, you know, dream space tonight. And in dream space, you're just like casually communicating with other higher conscious entities and quote unquote, like aliens. And it actually becomes like almost like a normalized thing or something like that like and, and it's not even like the super far-fetched out there thing it's just crazy to think about the idea of like how multi-dimensional we are and how many people don't even fully realize it despite the fact that their entire day is nothing but it so to speak again it's hidden in plain sight right like that's what the paradigm shift is all about it's seeing what's already in front of you but seeing it differently and suddenly it becomes different because you're different sort of thing jared go, go ahead and then i want to be able to just check in and, and invite yeah, anybody I else could, to jump i can work i can work reverse chronological go, go to what you it. said there yeah, yeah go for it just dancing so here you're saying yeah well yeah the dancer we play with ourselves every day and and then this understanding that we can tangibly reach this astral state like harry potter's doorway and learn within the astral realm and do everything else but you mentioned a few other things that i wanted to note as well is uh what was that again uh, you were saying uh about movies or about aliens? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You Inner said movies space. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. You, okay. you, you really movies. hit a point, and intuitively, 
clear cognitive just ripped through me and I wanted to say it, but you know, they, they reminded me again. Literally, they're testing our cognitive because what we say and what we think are two different things. We're not ready, a lot of us, and that seems to be the point. And he said, land on the White House lawn. They did go there, and they were escorted, and I was listening to a video in the documentary about that the other day. Aliens landed night, on, the White, on the Air Force, on the but, White House lawn? Yeah, they came, they, they, they came to they? the White House. They did this. They, they came separately somewhere else, and they got escorted to the White House. One guy from Venus. Oh, like okay. The morning star, Where, they even where'd said, you hear this? He speaks over a hundred languages. This is back in the forties. I was just listening to the right. documentary this morning. You know, yeah, came yeah, up yeah. on my feet by chance. You know, and we we're talking about it today. But it's absolutely fascinating. And speaking over a hundred languages, just think about that. You just blew the mind of the president at the time. Nixon was uh, at the time he was he was in the military and he met this guy too. So there's all this documented aspects of this guy, and what he can do, and just looking at what I know, it's, we don't get along with our family. This, we treat our family horrible. Why would they trust us to come here when they can hear what we're thinking? And from what Dolores Cannon's taught me, in the perspective of some of these beings, they can literally look out their spaceship at us, 100-plus people, hear everything they're thinking simultaneously and where they're going. Just think about that. And we, as we're trying to look at one thing at a time, what they can hear, think, and do, and, and track where you're going with this and the flow, and what you're saying and doing contradict each other. I hate my job, but I'll do it anyways. I love my wife, but I treat her like shit. You know, it's like, it's like what are we doing here? How we treat our family. Oh, I love family, and yet we don't hang out with family and treat them like we love them. No, it's, it's almost insane and comical when you really step back and look at our actions. And this is how they see us. And then we're quarantined, in my opinion, as well, because we're hurting ourselves. We're hurting others. We're hurting animals. We don't have to eat animals. I can get into the vegan topic. I have to drop that real quick. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'll keep it back for those with ears. No. Yeah. But, but what if we go to another planet and they're chicken people? We gonna go eat them? That's just be rude. Are we hungry? Oh, yeah. No, you ain't hungry. You ain't, yeah, we're addicted. It's just, we have a total disrespect for our own people, the people we love. We're yeah. disrespecting the animals. We're placating ourselves with parasites. That alone, we don't want to. We got to be quarantined with, in my opinion. You know, you're gonna come in my spaceship. You're yeah, human, humans are dangerous, man. Like, yeah, like, would you yeah. would you invite a human over for dinner? Like, dude, like, do you have any idea, like, what they'll do? Like, they'll probably just, like, destroy the place and, like, take all your food and then, like, like poop in your bed or something like that. Like, that's basically what we're doing yeah. right now. So I heard. Like, but we're not too bad. We're, we're, that's only that's only just, like, you know, we're, we're, we're getting better. <laughs> so the important, just, the important just, thing just is to become better than who we were yesterday, right? Just because of who we were yeah. in the past doesn't mean that's who we are today. So it's learning. What do, what do we bring with us into the future? What habits do we leave behind? Um, but I was going to – Jared, can I say something real? Yeah, no, I just want to – I'll leave off with one thing. Sure, just, go for it, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. For the audience, listen, because this can sound crazy even with UFOs. I mean, our audience is pretty fluent with this. But mm -hmm. like you said, they released all these files in Mexico – Oh, I remember one story. This is what I want to leave off with. What you're saying, like through a poop and how we act. 
they said they we look at they look at us like monkeys. Like monkeys throw shit at each other and treat themselves like crap and whatnot, you know? And yeah. there's, there's, I remember it was like a beam, a beam of light in Mexico. And this is like released. Like it was public in Mexico. And like a lot of people know about it. And then there's entrances. And then it all goes hush. And then maybe they change their minds and they don't tell everybody. But this was released. And there were fighter mm-hmm. pilots that recorded all this information with this big stream of light. And I watched it. I seen it. And it was like I was getting excited. They're releasing it. They're showing it. Yay, about time, you know? And then, then I don't see it anymore. But anyway. Right. Yeah, that that's yeah, so, that's that could almost like happen in today's day and age, where like literally there could be like a picture of a UFO in the paper tomorrow, and there might be like hype about it for like a couple days, and then people will just forget about it, or it might not even get any hype. I don't know, right? People are just like, well, obviously they would dismiss it, but I mean, there would have to be some sort. Of, I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like even in today's day and age, as a reflection of who we were, if aliens were literally to show up, people would probably just like give them their attention for like fifteen seconds and then just like move back to whatever else. They'd be like, "I'm bored of this already," or something like that. Again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying people to are, give the humans less credit than they deserve, but I'm just kind of like, it's people it's are fearful. People are fearful, and and you can see this because, well, let's vote for this one, vote for that one. We're so dependent on other people. We're so yeah. fearful something's gonna happen. We need a military. We need this. We need that. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's insane. It, it's like I don't blame scared. I don't blame the aliens for not like fully revealing themselves on a global scale. Like I don't think that needs to happen from a conscious perspective. It just doesn't seem practical. Like I think the purpose of our experience here is to be able to like first of all do it by ourselves and to kind of be under the impression that we are doing it by ourselves and then also to be able to collaborate for those who are at a level where they are ready to be able to collaborate in like a healthy way um i just want to mention real quick there's just like some comments in the chat i just wanted to be able to read uh first of all you're just talking about in the 1940s with your uh, story of like that guy from Venus or whatever and you mentioned Nixon Nixon wouldn't have been in the presidential office in the 40s so it could have been well, Eisenhower he was, no, he was, oh he, oh so he was, it was just was Nixon there. as like a non-presidential person then. he was a guard he was a guard he was oh, a military, straight up, military. Eh? he had a marine he had a he had a marine hat on weird so Nixon was involved in something back then never heard about that um yeah crazy. I, didn't, I didn't even know he was a marine I didn't know he had they mm, had a picture of him with a marine hat on. interesting go figure um but yeah again right like what did jfk know and stuff i think they've been you know okay we'll we'll bounce around we'll bounce around to some topics i just wanted to read charles's comment in the chat which i'm just highlighting on screen here and it says uh during we're talking about entities and like weird experiences and things like that it says during a seven-day meditation retreat on two occasions i saw a flash in midair in the hall and a being landed on a meditation cushion that was vacant and i saw this being with my own eyes and see that type of stuff i'm super fascinated in because you know like here within paradigm shift it's really important to be able to hold a space of non-judgment for people who are sharing ideas that may sound very outside the box and at the same time still like holding you know the intentions of discernment and also being able to like reflect on you know why did this experience come to us or you know i'm not so when we just share experiences like that i'm super fascinated in them because for me being aware of the fact that we are these multi-dimensional beings as i even anticipated way back in like 2019 i was always under the assumption that more and more people are going to start opening up to these quote-unquote like hyperdimensional experiences like weird things are going to happen almost like anomalies and things like that like weird experiences like 
rifts in dimensions or like veils becoming thinner creatures and like entities kind of like being seen and things like that and so it's just interesting when we do have um people sharing some experiences because like i can't say that i've had like a being full up like manifest itself like right in front of me out of like a ball of light that hasn't happened to me per se but i'm totally open to the idea well we'll ask charles in the chat last charles in the chat if they can it says i saw the being with my own eyes so that could be all what, three did, uh, did other people see it in the room too uh charles if you want to expand on that please feel free you can talk a little bit no, okay they did charles legitimately right yeah 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 exactly right and like honestly like there's lots but, of other people who i know who talk about like seeing like spirits on a regular like, basis it, like it's, it's, it's like not crazy for right them. here if you're not tuned in you ain't gonna see it right if you're watching you know? some other video you won't see it but we're still here right now so there's a million there's a million other youtube lives happening right now but you're only seeing this one because you're tuned into it but charles also says in the chat he says um and thank you for sharing this charles and if anybody else has any stories please feel free and we'll read them on air as well said uh i happened it happened on two days of the retreat it was about six feet high and it was just energy and no form that's interesting so like literally like almost just like a form of energy what and then he said i started practicing meditation in 2013 and have not and had not have this done before it did not happen before so that was in was the original date there no it wasn't so I, this was obviously sometime after 2013 or whatever but yeah no it's just fascinating um I was just gonna, man, I was just like thinking back because there was like something I was going to talk about before related to the idea of like, just because it, it was amusing to me. So I was going to share it. Um, the concept of like <clears throat> almost visualizing some sort of like weird skit where humans find another planet and they're, they've traveled like millions of light years across the solar system and they finally find another intelligent species. And it's actually just like a planet like, that's run entirely by sentient chickens. This is basically what you're saying. And I'm just running with this idea because yeah. I'm just like imagining this yeah. is like a comedy sketch in my head. And and so yeah. there's like these like... <clears throat> yeah, 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 exactly. We'll make this into a short skit at some point. But basically, you know, it's just like, it's just like, you know, the humans and the chickens and they're talking and these chickens are like intelligent. They have language and they're communicating and things like that. And then the humans are like basically stuck in this moral situation where they're like trying to like respectfully meet this conscious uh, culture. But at the same time, dealing with like <clears throat> their own internal drive to like their urge to want to eat them right they're just like we've did it we fun we found life and be like yeah we're just like we're just like oh god like must not eat like the king or something like that and be like oh no like what happened be like oh we ate the ambassador like how does this happen i don't know it just happened like we just accidentally cooked it and glazed it and had it in a sandwich it just happened like like, I don't know, it just seems like such a, like, a human thing where it's just, like, some weird predicament where it's like, you finally discover life, don't freaking screw it up, even, and then they would. I, I mean, yes, we become habitual <laughs> and people become meat eaters, but it, it, at a human rate, you should go and say, uh-uh, I ain't eating that. Uh-uh, yeah, yeah, no, that. it depends on You're who's up there. Mom. It's not a, it's not an internal yeah. thing with all of us. I think the, I think it's a condition yeah. thing. I mean, so, I mean, we can obviously, Absolutely. like, get into a lot of that and stuff. I think that's where trauma happens, and that's where things mess up. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. actually, that's kind of an interesting yeah. thing to think about the idea that, like, maybe meeting eat for some people is almost something that could be classified as, like, a form of, like, trauma or something like that. And then it gets that conditioned into them. Because, again, but it's almost like, it's almost like brainwash trauma where, again, you know, it's just, like, 
because because that's what happens that's what happens with some kids right they'll like their parents will be feeding them stuff feeding them stuff feeding them stuff and then one day they'll be like oh by the way that thing you're eating used to be like a baby animal and the kids are just like what like why didn't they tell me this like you you've and 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 that that moment in itself can be a little traumatizing right so it's just like and then after that that whether or not they keep doing it so yeah 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 and then you you're told you need it for your survival you pushed into it you're a kid. You're literally coming blank. You have to trust your parents. We're susceptible. You're not any better. Yeah. So it's always trauma, trauma, trauma that you can't deal with. So this is a wounded child, quite literally. That yeah. You don't have the mental capacity to, okay. to defend yourself. Yeah. And and that goes on through your life, and you keep doing these things, and then mentally we're messed up with that and a few other things, and then the food drugs, and then you say, food okay, drugs, I'll look yeah. the other way when people kill each other. <clears throat> You know the war and killing yeah it's no it's like the other way it's her safety oh shit yeah it's it's we are it's no surprise where we are right now like this is very kind of like human nature so to speak basically just like we've created this for ourselves we've created this society for ourselves and it's almost like inevitable how it happened and and to the point where there's just like weird stuff that we're trying to solve solution find solutions to but again you know it's just like like if like we are the problem and we are the solution at the same time which is the optimistic side of, of seeing things so again it's like by us even just mentioning this very briefly you know it's just like oh, okay that's something we want to change let's do stuff about it and sometimes it happens just by talking about it because that's where it starts like if we want to change things we have to talk about things so i want to be able to talk about a uh, small foot in a bit um and again if you guys are in the chat uh please feel free to just leave some comments um yeah and steve even really, steven's just to talk, they yeah and we do have a uh, unconditional love unconditional love give me a thumbs up if you have anything to say in this moment do you want to say something in this moment give me another thumbs up if you do or even just say hi yeah okay go, go ahead man pass the talking stick over to you and and you can just like say your name and just like say hello and stuff like that before we get into this too so but good to see you man welcome yeah. hey uh you guys can call me evan that's my name <laughs> welcome back dude but um yeah i wanted to just bring it around back to the sun being alive and being a being because I've, yes, that's it. been something that's been huge for me going on the past couple of weeks or just yeah especially the past couple of weeks and then the past couple of days especially and i've been talking to like a lot of people about that just like coincidentally for me personally it's a it's you know we all have feelings for certain things and we all have different truths and for me that is a truth for me that in my feeling of yeah. reality that it is a being you were, I mean if you, you were telling people tell you, you were literally talking to people about this like a couple days ago like this I was literally talking I've been talking to yeah right. my parents about it so that's it cool that's a nice sink the past couple days and it's it's, it's a huge collective totally totally man I'm I'm uh, on that same wavelength go ahead dude I don't mean to interrupt go ahead yeah no worries um yeah so if you look at any any allegory any mythology any um religion they all have stories about the sun and the sun being some sort of uh energetic thing or some sort of thing to look up to in some sort of way or another and they're all they're not all obvious they're not all directly say the sun but hint at things and like if you uh one of the people mentioned in the last class uh santos Benoci, which his work is uh mostly all directed towards the sun and how every story and allegory and stuff like i just said is based on the sun and based on the sun 
rising and falling, the sunset and the sunrise. And that's the hero's journey. That's the alchemist's journey. That's whatever journey you want to call it. They're all just different forms of the sun rising and the sun setting. And I think, uh, yeah, one of the most like in in your face kind of symbologies of the sun that I like to look at is, um, and I, I haven't looked into it much at all. I, all I heard, I've heard little bits about it, but I was just looking it up just now just to talk about it and realized it's a whole story and stuff. But um, the allegory of the cave, which I'm sure many of you heard of by Plato, but uh, for those of you who haven't, I'm just, gonna read, I'm just gonna read a little thing off of uh, Wikipedia. Even though Wikipedia is not the best source of information, it still gives us a good source to, uh, or a good foundation to look at what they say. So I'll just read like the first paragraph because for those of you who don't know what the allegory of the cave is, I think it's a good thing to know. But um, the allegory of the cave or Plato's cave was presented by Greek philosopher Plato in his works Republic to compare the effect of education and the lack of it in our nature. It is written, and that's what they say on Wikipedia, that's what it's about, but I think it's way bigger than that. It is written as a dialogue between Plato's brother uh, Golicon and his mentor Socrates, narrated, narrated by the latter. Um, the allegory is presented after the allog analogy of the sun, the analogy of the divided line. All three are characterized in the relation of the dialect and at the end of the books, VII and VIII. Plato and Socrates describe a group of people who have lived chained to the wall of a cave all their lives, facing bl a blank wall. The people watch as shadows projected on the wall from objects passing in front of a fire behind them and give names to these shadows. The shadows are prisoners, are the prisoners' reality. This explains how the philosopher is like a prisoner who is freed from the cave and comes to understand that the shadows on the wall are not really reality at all. For he can perceive the true form of reality rather than the manufactured ray that is the shadow by the prisoners. The inmates of this place do not even desire to leave the prison, for they know no life. The prisoners manage to break their bonds one day and discover that their reality was not what they thought it was at all. They discover the sun, which Plato uses as an analogy for the fire that man cannot see behind. Like the fire that cast light on the walls of the cave, the human condition is forever bound to the impressions that are received through the senses. Even if the interpretation interpretations are absurd misrepresentations of reality, we cannot somehow break free from the bonds of our human condition. We cannot free ourselves from the phenomenal state just as the prisoners cannot free themselves from their chains. If however, we were to miraculously escape our bondage, 
we would find a world that we would not understand. The sun is incomprehensible for someone who has never seen it. In other words, we would encounter another realm, a place incomprehensible, because theoretically it is a source of higher reality than the one we have no always known. It is a realm of pure form, pure fact. And yeah, so from that, you can take so many interpretations of what that means and everybody would have their own interpretation you know, to me, yeah. yeah, obviously what he's saying is the light is what projects in some form or the sun is in some form what projects all of our perceptions of reality as the human condition, maybe not as our soul, but as the human condition in this body. Without the sun, we wouldn't be able to see our own form. We wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't even have a form. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for the sun. Everything that is here and now everything that has ever existed on earth is because of the sun and the sun has seen everything that's happened and to me um yeah the sun is obviously a being i mean you hear people all the time all the time whether they're aware or not or whatever they talk about um oh the sun feels like it's pouring light on me or it feels so loving when I'm out in the sunlight or people say my battery's recharged when I got out in the sun or whatever all these little things and and then yeah you look into every religion and everything has hints and signs about the sun and um it being a living being so I think that's all I wanted to say Tom Cryon talks about the living being. Cool. All right, Jared, we'll pass it, pass it over to you. Go ahead. I'd like to add on to Thanks, that. I don't know if you talked about... I'm getting reverb. You should be okay now, Jared. I can hear you. So, you talked about Plato's cave. I don't know if you mentioned how these slaves that were taunted by those in the cave. And these figurines taunted them and kept these years never go past them because they were so scared of what they thought those those figurines were enslaving them not to go past that point. And then they finally broke free from that to go past that point to get out of the cave to find out they were just figurines and the sun's shadow that scared them little children scared of the shadows but yeah I, I love that that plato saying because it helps us personify what we're really scared of false evidence appearing real you there yeah 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 but uh um, what was i gonna say he was saying uh something else i i i, I lost my trend of thought here yeah but, uh, the allegory of the cave is is such a good story because i think again you know like for those who aren't entirely familiar um and i'm not sure if evan literally said this but you know you think of the movies like the matrix and things like that and it's literally like that's what the matrix was based off of concept wise was the whole like allegory of the cave which again like applies 
to this dimension on many, 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 many different forms. And again, it's basically like, yeah, like we are the people in the cave right now perceiving this reality as like reality when in fact it's just the shadows on the wall. But since we don't know that there's shadows on the wall, it perceives real to us. So think about it that way again, you know, like what we're seeing right now is a projection of higher of like truth truth right we're not looking outside the cave right now we're just looking at like the illusion that's being created but again that doesn't make it less real because it it it, it i mean again real can be very like i think real kind of happens in degrees in in one concept like it can be real on one level but less real on another but the fact is like we can still learn from it and you know again that's something that i talk about is that that's important so it's like this reality though created it is still like it is still truth because it's encoded with nothing but the truth but it's just being presented to us in a way that kind of dials it back so that we go through the whole experience of getting to remember and play around with that but again i feel like most of you guys already know that so but again that's handle the truth it's it's well it's it's a weird thing because it's hard for people to imagine something they don't know right like obviously you can kind of understand that um which again kind of sets me up because i want to be able to talk about the the small foot movie okay let's just chat a little bit about this i'm going to talk about the small foot movie and then we're pretty much going to wrap this up in the next little bit guys we're going to keep this broadcast pretty short it doesn't need to be that long so that's totally cool then we'll get you want to add to your imagination thing remember yes go for it not to use not to use your imagination so people stop using it so they can't imagine they can't visualize but i think it's still within us all we just got busy doing other things most people anyways i found that video ufos i know what i saw 2017 best ufos hd movie sweet sweet i think this is it yeah cool man yeah this this is like yeah i feel like there's like a lot of good ufo videos out there now and we just like they kind of get washed they kind of just get like thrown in with a pile of fake ones so it's hard to kind of discern and everything but yeah um i wanted to be able to talk about smallfoot a movie in a second which really relates to a lot of these metaphysical themes that's why i want to be able to pump it up for you guys uh real quick though i just want to be able to check in um evan was there anything else you wanted to say in this moment let me just sorry dude i just got to pull up your microphone go ahead evan yeah 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 i just wanted to bring it back and uh or say one more thing about the sun real quick and yes like i'd say yeah one of the biggest things that like are present in the consciousness of the spiritual communities and religious communities and stuff especially like the new age or whatever you want to call it um is the idea that we're all one you know like people are constantly saying that and stuff and obviously to some extent we're all connected things affect each other and stuff like that but just as a thought of all this is one thing that i've started to think is like maybe this whole reality it's like there's like this one being this one consciousness and this one consciousness was a happening and we're, we're all part of that and we are that still and the and without context there's no good and bad you know you have to go through the bad to have the good which is why things get created like that but um so one thing i've been wondering is if yeah the sun is projecting us in like the like a the i don't know if you want to call it like the purpose or whatever but like a, a thing you can do in life is realize that oneness realize that oneness that 
the sun is and just like everything in nature you can learn about everything you can learn about the reality of things from just the, the way rivers flow and you can figure out how humans are because of the way rivers flow and mm -hmm. to me the sun is like you can literally learn everything about everything from that and you can do that with your breath and other things too but uh just a theory i've had is that yeah we literally are one we projected into or we're we're all emanations of that oneness we're all different heads of the god or we're yeah however you want to say it and we're all manifested in different perspectives different realities and we're all that one looking at each other so and so if you take it into like dreams or something like that okay so somebody who has their perspective that everything is hell everything is horrible all that stuff most of the time they're going to have dreams that are like that you know and somebody who has a complete opposing side they're going to create that and dreams are like a total example of you're not going to have a dream that's completely like um like uh yeah i don't know well yeah everything that we create all the dreams that we create are like we're we're creating that ourselves you know people are dreaming every night and having completely 100 percent different realities and when you're in that dream you can dream like i could literally dream me being a pink elephant eating rainbows and have a whole entire dream where i'm living an entire life like that and to me in that dream not even become lucid to it because i like you're i haven't programmed myself to or whatever you want to say but, but you can believe things that are completely illogical to this reality that are a complete reality in that dream. And to me, this, like you, you're always saying, this is like, we can think of this life as a collective dream. And to me, it truly, truly is, you know, we really are the collective dream and it's, it's made in a way so that we don't have to experience complete oneness to the point where we're like, it's like we created a, different perspectives so we're not just in a like eternal non uh non-moving fluid thing but i could get like yeah i could go into that forever so i'll just right. stop right. <laughs> totally man no i definitely feel you on that i'm just gonna pull the microphone there for a second and um yeah just a quick shout out to uh patty who may or may not be awake did he go back to sleep i can't tell Patty, are you are you asleep or are you awake? He's awake. Don't don't let it don't let us stop you from dreaming, dude. Hey, if you want to say anything, give us a thumbs up. Otherwise, just go back to sleep, man. So it's cool. So but yeah, we're we're almost done, man. It's cool. You missed it. We were talking about the aliens, man. Anyways, it's all just practice. So, but again, I think playing around with these ideas is, is always something that it's it's. You, I, I could talk about these ideas forever and ever and ever because there's always more to talk about. There's always more mystery that we're still kind of piecing together. And essentially, that's why I enjoy these discussions because, again, for a lot of people, there's a lot of dots to be able to connect through this process. And, and it can happen just by talking about things. So I wanted to uh, just be able to talk uh, real quick about the movie Smallfoot and then we're going to uh, switch things over. Uh, is Patty, is Patsy piecing out? Patty, 
Are you, uh, let me just, I'm just going to pull up your microphone just for a second. Patty, are you going to sleep, dude? If you want to say. Yes, I am, dude. Yeah, okay, um, cool. I shall see you guys another day. Sounds good, Namaste. man. Namaste, have a good discussion. Awesome, I'm man. just kind of like passing out my computer. I don't really like doing it. My third eye gets invaded. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Do, do your safe, thing, man. Safe, safe travels. And you too, dude. Happy <laughs> we'll see you in the fifth dimension. All right, man, take it easy. Take care, guys. <laughs> Um, so what I wanted to be able to do here, uh, like I said, I wanted to be able to just talk about a movie called Smallfoot real quick. Uh, for those of you who uh, aren't aware, one of the things that I really love doing in terms of uh, this project is being able to talk about conscious media and uh, themes within movies that really relate to the shift in consciousness. And so this movie Smallfoot just came out last weekend and I saw it and I wasn't entirely sure going into it, but I was surprised as to like how shifty this movie actually was. And so the basic premise is that it's called Smallfoot because it's actually about a family or a community, a village of Bigfoot or Yeti who are living up in like a mountain and everything like that. And then one of them accidentally comes across a human who they call Smallfeet. And it kind of like is this whole process of the fact that there's this whole other world out there that the Yetis have kind of closed themselves off from. And so most of the Yetis don't know. They think Smallfoots are just a myth. They think humans are just a myth. And then so it kind of like opens up this whole process of the idea that, you know, the world that we've been told is not the full truth. And there's and what's funny is that within the movie and I'm not going to I'm going to make sure that I'm not like getting into spoilers too much here but i may spoil it a little bit but if anything it'll just hype it up for you so no worries still go and see it but within the movie there's like the main character who finds a small foot by accident and then there's like these group of friends that he meets and they're basically like yeti conspiracy theorists that believe in Smallfoot. they're they're they are the basically us in the movie in terms of the ones who are like asking the questions that others aren't asking but there's this whole scene um, where it's like a musical number because the song, the movie's a musical and it's really powerful. And one of the lines in the song, like when I was watching this in the movie theater, I actually like teared up a bit because it was really speaking to my soul. And one of the, the lyrics in the song was a life full of wonder is a wonderful life. And it was really about the importance of having wonder and of knowing that there's a bigger world out there. And in the part in the movie, it's basically the scene where like a female character is kind of leading the male who like, again, the male was the one who saw the small foot. So he's like, his mind's getting blown open. He's like kind of like the, like Neo in the matrix for the first time. And then there's this other character who's like a female archetype. And she's the one that's already into like all these conspiracy theories. But again, they're not conspiracy theories. They're really just like bigger cosmic ideas. And she's kind of teaching him and she's teaching him through this song and it's this really beautiful, powerful song. And there's this one part where they actually like, like a snowflake falls on his finger and then they take a magnifying glass and they zoom in. And for a good part in this scene, there's literally just like a sacred geometry, perfect snowflake on screen. And then it even gets into this part where within the Yeti myth, they think that the sun is actually like a giant snail and they symbolize the sun as like a snail shell, which is like the Fibonacci spiral. And, and, and so like even this symbolism was a lot to do with uh, going back to the sun. It was the sun archetype and it was the idea of like the sun being a part of the wisdom that connects us all. And there was this really powerful just overall theme in this movie of just kind of not only compassion, but also just kind of like 
the importance of understanding that what we're told may not be the absolute truth, that there's bigger worlds out there, that there's bigger paradigms. And so it very much was like this whole movie about this individual paradigm shift for this Yeti and just kind of taking it a step further, whereas like his perception of the world just got completely blown open, um, but in a very heart opening way. So I'll just kind of leave it at that, but really inviting you guys to go see it. And there's some nice like twists and turns and everything that I just definitely didn't spoil a lot. And um, yeah, and I, I would just put that out there. I was considering doing a conscious movie review on it. I may do that in the future and go back to it, but I'd love to just be able to, uh, again, get the message out there for people who may not give this movie a chance. So giving it two big, big foot thumbs up. Oh, foot thumbs, weird. <laughs> That's a weird concept. Anyways, let's uh, get really close to wrapping up this broadcast. And again, you know, as we have these conversations here on air, we share the mess community to be able to ripple this inspiration forward. Obviously this is just about practice, creating space, getting some ideas out there and everything like that. And um, yeah, reminding you that you, you can carry these conversations further where you are. You can have the conscious conversations with people in your community. And of course you can create the physical paradigm shift community meetups where you are to be able to go deeper with other people and to not just have these conversations, but to build the connections and the relationships in the community in that sense. So I just want to open up the microphones uh, one last chance uh, as we close the circle here for Jared and Evan. So Jared, I'm just going to pull up your microphone. Is there anything you want to share for the people tuned in? Just anything that you want them to go out on keeping in mind and any gratitude you would like to express jared let me just pull up well yeah go ahead you're good i, I got an intuitive nudge this could be a lot for most people to absorb and take in find find the missing gaps for yourself and piece it together life like you said is uh wonderful when you look at at the wonder yes yes i know i right. think that'd be inspirational mm -hmm. for a lot of people to take in and marinate on that for a little bit because most of us live mundane lives we want to rid ourselves from but what do we do i think this is why social media is blown up because it's tangible it's something we we can access everywhere and this is another reason why i want to do the paradigm shift networks and take it to another physical level that we can get together, merge and be social and, and interact with each other, raise consciousness, get those missing pieces that we need individually so we can all elevate from our perspectives and get those missing gaps so it doesn't seem like there's such a big stretch of a cognitive distance that kicks in and you just abandon all of it. Oh, it's crazy. No, it's Right. Not so crazy if you yeah. listen. It's just crazy to you because you haven't heard it, or and it can be overwhelming. Or if other, yeah. And yeah. I just had a feeling, like especially tonight's topic, if somebody's just coming <laughs> in stray, like, whoa, what just happened? Where did I just get beamed in? <laughs> like, I yeah. get it. Yeah. Totally. It is. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, closing, closing, closing words for, just as you closing words. I see the light in you. I see the light in me. Is Namaste, right? Awesome. Um, just closing words. I have gratitude for everyone here. I love this space where everyone can feel welcome. I think that's that's a blessing in itself. I wish you all have gratitude for what you do here. Awesome, sweet man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. Appreciate it, man. And um, right. yeah, again, you know, like I think uh, out of this, it's just everything in this broadcast 
whether there's a full conclusion to it or not, that's okay. This is about encouraging you to keep thinking for yourself, to keep asking questions, to begin, you know, just like thinking about the bigger concepts of what this life is. And again, you know, we were talking about the whole idea of like, for me, this very much really goes back to self-empowerment. It goes back to the idea of once we realize that there's more to this reality, we realize how more intimately connected we are, how much our thoughts create, and just kind of like why we are here. It really connects with that purpose. And also, you know, that purpose is like awakening, awakening into like who we are and then being of service for others and being able to create, you know, the best reality that we can. And and that is a constant state of seeking balance and kind of acknowledging where things are out of balance and then like working on the ways that we can bring it back into balance. And then it will fall out of balance again and then we bring it back into balance. And it's kind of like this dance that we do every day few thousand years but literally every day every breath if you think about it and um yeah again you know like just thanking everyone so much for for being here and uh, i'll pass it over to evan just for any closing thoughts that he would like to share and then we'll wrap it up so evan go ahead dude if you'd like to share anything yeah i'll just bring it back around to gratitude because we could go on forever but um yeah i just want to say like huge huge gratitude to you because like it's yeah what what you're doing is really cool in the paradigm shift central like gamifying reality it's really cool and fun and stuff that but like it's yeah and i know you know this it's just a reminder and then knowing to say to you that so much all of us are really grateful that you have created such a space for us to communicate and things like that and and just this what what this is is so much bigger than any of us as our human minds right now can perceive as and it's it's like yeah like like nobody else no one else no one else is doing this community where they're creating a ceremony where people can have uh speaking like talking around a circle and stuff online where you're opening it to everybody to come in and i feel that's really really important and right now there aren't that many people that are joining in but you have a really consistent and everybody yeah everybody's that really that is joining is really consistent and you know it's like a, such a tight-knit community and we all genuinely really care about each other and it's like i feel like right now like you've built such an amazing foundation through your starting at like your school and stuff like that to what it is now and now it's like the foundation that it's being built it's like amazing and i, I can't wait to see what has to come in the future for humanity, but Paradigm Shift Central too. And so also to all of you who are watching this now, in the future, in the past, whatever, uh, huge, huge gratitude to all of you because you're just as much a big, or just as much of a part as anybody else. And what we're all doing, just having an intention to create the realities that we want and putting action into that it does create a change and we are creating the change and we are seeing it so huge gratitude to all of you for helping create the reality that we all want to live in yes uh oh man that was awesome dude thank you so much that was a uh, very very much like yeah happy to be able to receive that gratitude man that's super appreciated <laughs> And totally. And, and I'm glad you guys, I'm glad you guys see that. I'm glad you guys can kind of see again, you know, just kind of like where we are right now is 
again not just something that it's just like oh this just randomly happened like where we are right now is kind of a continuation of where i have been like working towards building over the years as we continue to do as we continue to do as we continue to do and it continues to transform and i've always felt that like this style of community space gathering online is again only going to continue to become more important as we move into the future and i hope this catches on i wanted to see more people doing similar mm -hmm. things like this i want there to be more circles like this and i know there are um they're kind of like here and there but you're right it's it's rare it's very few like i don't know of many off the top of my head i think there's only like a couple that i know uh, so to speak but there are lots of people out there creating conscious media doing conscious podcasts so the mm -hmm. content is out there it's really out there um obviously this is like a slightly different thing but yeah you know i just wanted to kind of end this broadcast on the point of going back to something that was really the main motivation behind why i even wanted to start paradigm shift in the first place and it really goes back to the simplification of like the hundredth monkey effect and really realizing that that is what we are doing. And that's why conversations like this actually have an effect. It's not like what we're talking about here literally just happens here and that's it. It kind of happens and then it travels up into the consciousness. It travels up into the sun. And then as we kind of like feed this conversation into the sun, then collectively more people are naturally going to start having these ideas. They're going to start like the, the, the thought, the thoughts are going to begin to permeate the atmosphere that we are in, which is like a very powerful idea when you think about that. Cause again, it's like what thoughts, what emotions, what intentions are we permeating into our atmosphere? Are we putting in our atmosphere? So obviously if we do one, you know, with like it love and the, the idea to be able to help assist people and to be able to help them move into places of self mastery so that they can bring more grace and balance into their lives and really be able to, again, like the divine birthright to experience the joy and wonder that this reality has for them. Cause this reality is an incredible gift. It's an incredible, beautiful miracle that every day it's just like incredibly fascinating. So again, this is like, this is the paradigm shift kind of reminding us what's been hidden in plain sight, helping us see what's already in front of us. And then again, you know, taking it deeper, working on ourselves, leveling ourselves up and sharing that inspiration with others. And as we do that, like that's where the story continues to change and it just goes even further and further than that. So let's wrap it up here. Thank you so much, everyone. We're ending this on, uh, it's 11, 11 right now on, uh, CST, which is mountain time or something like that. Yeah. Central time right now, but it's, uh, EST we're at 12, 11, but that's a good time to wrap this up. So again, thank you everyone so much. Uh, next broadcast at the time of this one is going to be our Sunday meditation again at 9 30 PM tune in at live.paradigmshiftcentral.com or you youtube.com slash skull babylon find past broadcasts on paradigm shift radio on itunes or just anywhere through the main website and click on the radio button or click on the past broadcast button you'll be able to find it and uh, again you can join our discord server between broadcasts at tinyurl.com forward slash paradigm shift chat and that's also on the main website when you click the discord button and i'm going to do one last refresh of the team patreon just for the sake of seeing if there were new donations so rolling the drum Oh my God, we're going to see if there are any new donations. And no, not yet, but that's okay. Cause honestly, like there are new donations coming in. And again, a big part of my uh, intentions to be able to help build the Patreon has been a lot of like one-to-one -one communication with people. And there's a lot of people there who are following us on Instagram. And so every now and then I reach out to people and I'm just like, Hey, would you like to support? And they're like, yes, I love what you're doing. So thank you to everyone who's supporting this, who's finding out about this, share it with your friends. Again, we got the monthly shift of booster 
certificate if you want to get that that's like a huge thing that's going to really accelerate things and um yeah tune in for future broadcasts and stick around and uh get ready because things are going to constantly be evolving here through the project and as things get more stable on the financial end we're really going to get deeper into like the creative elements and so again i'm looking for people to really get involved with like the content creation through the quest journals that's going to be the next focus coming up so next broadcast which is after this which is going to be on what like october october uh 12th ish is that is that the right date i think yeah october 12th seven days from now um or october 11th sorry I'm trying to do my math off the top of my head but anyways uh stay tuned for that that's going to be another round table we'll get into more free flow discussion as well just creating space so inviting you guys back for that bring some particular topics comments and questions that you might have for the team help create this space together as we continue to shift the paradigm so guys let's wrap this up i'm just going to unmute you guys microphone you guys can stick around for the after party if you want anybody in the live chat the live chat on youtube we'll post the link once more so you guys can join the hangout if you want to be a part of the after party and just hang out here and chat for a bit but again, uh, Jared, Evan, and uh, Patty, and Brian, and everybody else who is tuned into this, thank you so much, guys, for being here. I'm just going to invite you guys to be able to say goodnight with me as we wrap up this broadcast. So make some noise. Send some love, boys and girls, to all the shifters out there. Wolfpack. Yes. That animal out of us. Yes. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Until next time, keep it shifty. We'll see you in the future.